Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Hey guys, Perry here to tell you a little bit about Pluto TV. It's the leading free streaming television service where you can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for your credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is the easiest and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Welcome back for a brand new episode of Movie Talk. Today we're talking about that Terminator Dark Fate trailer. And then on top of that, Rotten Tomatoes has announced some new rules to combat online trolling when it comes to movie reviews. We're going to give you all the details and explain how the new system works right here on the show. I am your host, Perry Nemroff, and I have the pleasure of sitting at this table with two great guys. We've got Jay as always, and look who's here Ace has graced us with his presence. Hey. We're honored to have you here with I'm us. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This I don't think my... I've ever done like a formal show with you before. No. I, this is my second official time on Movie Talk. I've been once with Alice on a Friday. Once he was like, oh, we don't have anyone left. Let's uh, Ace will do it. (laughs) So I'm so happy to be here officially. We are happy to have you and we hope you will come back again. Of course. All right. Let's get into it because we had a big trailer drop this morning, courtesy of Paramount Pictures and Skydance. It, of course, is the Terminator Dark Fate trailer. The movie is being described as a sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day and finds Linda Hamilton reprising her role as Sarah Connor for the first time since that film. So... Just to start this out, what did you guys think of the trailer? It's our first look at a new Terminator movie, so did it work for you? It worked for me. Uh, seeing Linda Linda uh, Hamilton was a great thing. Seeing her was like, okay, she still she looks like she's aged and weathered naturally through, through the progression of time. So what what it goes from Terminator Two to Terminator Dark Fate, it looks like it can be realistic. Arnold Schwarzenegger just looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's just call it for <laughs> what it is. We know what he looks like now. Uh, the action was great. I have so much T2 vibes when I see Gabriel Luna's Terminator, but of course, when you find out what his Terminator is, mm-hmm. it's a mesh of two different types. So I'm like, okay, I get that. I just want to see where it goes further, especially Mackenzie Davis when the iron rod is thrown at her, at her form, and you see just Skaver. Like, there's a lot into this, and again, it's just the first trailer, so we'll see what happens. I'm eager to see more from her character, especially because when she says that line that I'm human, she says it with such conviction that yeah. I believe her. So who knows how they've maybe altered humans in the future? I don't know, just a theory there but overall i was so pleasantly surprised by this trailer just because you know i haven't really thoroughly enjoyed a terminator movie since t2 so i was ready to kind of be over and done with it and i guess i didn't have all that much faith even though they have the cool elements of bringing back both arnold schwarzenegger and linda hamilton they had arnold schwarzenegger and a great cast in genesis so i was so into that had so much faith in that and then it all blew up in my face but seeing another great cast here and a good start to the promo campaign Mm -hmm. feeling pretty good right now yeah i think what sells me the most is bringing this to somewhere else bringing a new cast in right because we got the new lead who's natalia reyes who's Mm -hmm. a colombian actress so i'm slightly biased because i'm colombian um and it's also gabriel luna who's a mexican-american actor um something that's different something that's in a different setting i believe it's set in mexico i might be wrong but that adds a different element to this coming in cast with Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But obviously the action is what sells you the most. And the Terminator, Gabriel Luna, just four or five seconds with him as being the stoic, unstoppable force that, you know, we saw in the previous Terminators. That's what sold me the most from this trailer is seeing him as the new Terminator. It's so weird for me because now I see him as a Terminator, but in the back of my mind, I'm going to keep seeing him as the Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. He's, I'm gonna great. Keep, he's great as the Ghost Rider, but he yeah. gives you that type of seriousness you want mm-hmm. out of this. There isn't a, a level of believe, non-believability where you look like, this isn't a Terminator. Yeah. You look at him and you're like, okay, this is going to be one of those serious badasses like we got in T2. 
I think I have a question from the live chat that you're going to like, Jay. This one comes from Andrea Gilly, who's asking anything about what the plot is about and if John uh, Connor is in this. I think that was something we were talking about. I had a question about, I had a thought about that. We don't hear about John Connor in this. And the reason you hear uh, Sarah Connor say, why are you trying to help us? Because I was her being the little girl, being Natalia, excuse me. And I think John Connor is either dead or... So, or something happened. I, he might be dead because that might be why she's so distraught and want to make sure she, of course she has the things to try to kill him, but I think John Connor might be dead. That mm. is actually where my mind went as well. Mm. And in regards to the plot, I don't believe we have an official plot synopsis. Right. So all we have to go on right now is basically what we learn from this trailer and what we're theorizing right, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no guarantee that he's dead. He might show up in the next trailer. You never know. But I think that could be it. I, I'm, got a feeling in my soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because are we going to see, because I'm kind of going back to the plot now. So we see Mackenzie Davis's character protecting this new girl, Natalia. Is she, are we to assume that she's like this new chosen one or, you know, like the mother of a chosen one? Is this going to be like Star Wars poetic kind of <laughs> rhyming thing? Well, that is kind of what I took from the trailer. It's almost like a mirroring mm-hmm. of yeah. two generations yeah. here with, with the two of them now with Mackenzie Davis being the one to watch out for her and then bringing Arnold back into the fold where he filled that role in the other films. So I do think that's what is going to play out Again, here. Again, hear Sarah Connor say, I used to be her. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's the thing that kind of can clue you into that when she said I used to yeah. be her how did you used to be her they were chasing you to kill you because you were going to give birth to the leader of the resistance and again we might have this generational story I wonder if it'll speak to like timely issues about generations and like making <laughs> sure one generation does certain things in order yeah. to preserve the it's next it's going to be very meta as far as Terminator wise I, I don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling they might touch on some of that stuff. A couple more uh, things from the chat here. So we have Might Ural saying, I'm really cautious about this film. The trailers from previous Terminator films looked so good until it came out to watch and ended terrible. So I'm 50-50 about the film. The cast is awesome. So a little skepticism in the live chat right now. It's but fair. hey, it's you know, fair. I'm still going to enjoy a solid first trailer. And for one... I love the music choice. How do you guys feel about that? I loved it. I loved it. I I know people are upset that it wasn't the iconic music. But again, I loved it. I think, again, everybody got to remember, this is a sequel to Terminator 2, not even 3. So that's like, you know, we're killing out Rise of the Machines. We're taking out Janiasis, all this other stuff. Jenny Smith. Jenny Smith, whatever we're going to call it. All that's gone. This is right after T2. So for I understand the hesitation. But to be willing to go that far back and say we're going to reset the clock, let you know they have a, of something in mind. Yeah, the thing that kind of gets me curious about that and kind of following that up is, is Tim Miller, right? The director. Mm-hmm. I, I yep. think bringing him in and letting him do what he wants to do, because I believe that's kind of what we're headed, is kind of his idea. I think that's kind of the biggest selling element, especially following Deadpool, because Deadpool yeah. is something that we all enjoyed. So I feel like him coming in as a director, I think he wants to take the franchise in a different direction. It's funny when I saw the uh, the car sequence in this trailer, it brought me back to the scene in Deadpool pretty immediately. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the new Terminator, though. The Rev 9 is what they're calling it. Is there anything in particular that really stuck out in terms of that Terminator's capabilities in the trailer? 
Um, obviously, him splitting in two was pretty cool. Um, it definitely has T1000 vibes. It also has, I gotta say, it has the Rise of the Machine vibes too. With the, with, I forget the Terminator for that one, but I definitely reminded <laughs> me of that. So I, I think they're bringing in enough new elements and enough uh, intimidation because that's kind of what you need from Terminator to make it different and new. I personally, this is my only concern from the trailer that I got, because I haven't said any concerns yet. I feel like the balance between, and this is a conversation that I've had before with other people as far as action movies go, what made T2 so great was the incredible action, but a lot of it, most of it was practical effects. I really hope, and I'm crossing my fingers, that there's a lot more practical effects and not too much CGI, even though it looks like a lot of CGI, because I personally feel like as cool as flipping cars and CG cars are, Flipping cars that are physical, real, practical cars feel much more real and intimidating. The only part of this trailer that lost me a little is when they get to the end with the <laughs> with the truck coming That's down and, plane oh, cra- and her holding. That was really the only yeah. thing that didn't have, you know, yeah. that reach out and touch it vibe, that grounded vibe to the- it. Yeah, that's my concern is is too much CGI, which I know it's something that people always say, but it really is something that Terminator has been the perfect blend of CGI, you know, game-changing effects combined with crazy practical effects. And I don't know how much of game-changing effects we can get at this day and age when everything else steps mm. up its game with those effects already. But I did have an issue, a slight issue as well. You could see the CGI when they do it, the, like the skin is coming back on. Mm-hmm. You could see it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I hope this wasn't one of those ones. That sh- I know what they were going for. But you could see, I under, and we understand it is CGI. You're going to get that. But it just looked so CGI. In that moment, I was like, this is minor. I can go past well, this. Well, the movie isn't due out until November. Sure. So there's also a chance that they could refine certain yeah, things. Absolutely. And I, I also think that that's why they went this route with the song in the trailer, too. It's like, I know we all want to hear familiar themes from the movies we love, mm-hmm. but... The score probably isn't done yet, and we don't want to hear something that's incomplete in the trailer. And I think the song that they did use, the cover they used, was a great touch, and it really enhanced that opening moment and the introduction to Mackenzie Davis's character. And the lyrics work. I am a hunter. I'm going hunting. That's all. You know, you have one part where it says, I'm going hunting. You see Sarah Connor come out the truck. It worked, and everything blended in just well with this. So, again, we got to wait till another trailer we get to see if we get more and if we get the iconic thing. Because everybody's like, why didn't we get it all already? Well, you can't just, for, for lack of better words, blow your proverbial load already. Hey, here's the trailer. Here's everything. Here's the music. Boom. Now you get the second trailer, and you're like, well, it's nothing like the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that kind of going off that too is the trailer kind of hinted like who's going hunting? Is it Linda Hamilton hunting the Terminator right. or is it the Terminator hunting Linda Hamilton? Yep. So it, I kind of like that Colors too, every moment like yeah. a little differently. Yeah, I thought that was great. I'm into it. I'm into the questions I still have. It makes me look forward to another trailer, which is definitely going to come in the next so couple November, of months. It comes out in November. We may get one at Comic-Con. I was thinking that maybe they would do something there. Yeah, I think we'll probably get something Seems very appropriate timeline-wise. Yeah. I got I to gotta bring something up just because this is a sequel to T2, right? Right. So d- did anyone else get Terminator Salvation vibes with Sam Worthington's character thinking he's a human but actually being, like, cybernetic as well? That's the Mackenzie Davis. I refuse Davis. to watch Salvation. I'm sorry, guys. I had to bring it up. but to watch it, Salvation. It totally reminded me of that where she's like, I'm, I'm cybernetic? What? No, I'm human. And I, I was think like, the fact that this takes salvation. place after the events of T2 has immediately kind of erased the other ones from my mind, or at least given myself permission to kind of block those out and 
move on. Yeah. Not that not that salvation and even Genesis is just complete garbage. I do think they have little bits that I did enjoy, but I'm happy that they're retconning that kind of stuff yeah. because I think it served the Halloween film franchise well. So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing more popular franchises Absolutely. use it in an effective way. The difference though, Perry, is this is coming so soon from those new Terminator movies mm-hmm. like like Jenny Smith and like a very Salvation, fair point. where I feel like a lot of the audience is going to be like, what is going on? What happened to Jenny Smith? What happened to Salvation? And people who did see those movies might be confused. Well, we, but we've been having that happen now where we've had sure. quick reboots. So it's like, again, Spider-Man, for instance. Let's just bring that up. But we've had all these reboots happen so quickly and people have caught on to it. I don't think Terminator is the one that people are going to be like, oh, man, I just saw Salvation. No, I don't think anybody's going to do that. So... I don't think anyone's going to do it exactly like that, but that's why you're so special, Jay. We love you. All right, we got to move on to story two really soon, which, of course, is that Rotten Tomatoes update. But before we get there, we got a plug for you. Check it out now. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm Christian Harloff. I'm the host of Collider Jedi Council. We talk about everything Star Wars. And if you want to catch our weekly show where we talk about the latest and greatest in Star Wars, it's movie news, it's canon, it's all of it. We take questions from you guys. How do you do it? Main channel. That's right, right here. Subscribe to this channel and you can listen. You can watch. You can do all of it. But if you want to just listen to it, you got the podcast feed too. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, you can listen to it in your car. Do all of it. It's Star Wars. Episode 9 is coming out. And then after Episode 9, you got TV shows. So we're going to be your sports center for Star Wars. Do it. Come on. Be real. In addition to Jedi Council, we have three new reviews up for you. There is Brightburn, there's Aladdin, and also a Rocketman review. So if you want to know our thoughts on those movies, check them out on the Collider Video YouTube channel. All right, story number two now, this Rotten Tomatoes update. So earlier today, Rotten Tomatoes announced that the audience rating system will now have verified ratings and reviews according to the press release that they sent out. For eligible movies releasing today and moving forward, audience scores will be made up of ratings from fans who are confirmed to have purchased tickets to those movies. Users can opt in to get their rating and review verified if they purchase their movie ticket on Fandango only. The thing is, the press release did note that AMC, Regal, and Cinemark do plan to participate in this later this year, but right now it is just Fandango. Everyone is still able to rate and review movies whether or not they are confirmed ticket purchasers, but those that are verified are marked with verified badges and their scores are included in this new audience rating system. So this to me just seems, I mean, it seems good across the board. Is there any con to adjusting the system in this way whatsoever? As of right now, no. And I know one of the biggest things on the Internet people will say is, why do people address the trolls? Why do they always address them? Because it consistently happens. And the fact that Fandango has taken, taken hold of this and taken the reins of what to do because they do own Rotten Tomatoes. Also, people, for lack of better words, rely on Rotten Tomatoes whether they want to see a film or not. And it also helps to promote projects, whether it should be promoted highly or just, hey, this is what's happening. And so to have it where people are not just going on saying, oh, I didn't like this film, send, you have to prove you saw the movie. And some people aren't going to want to do that. Because if you, don't want to, if you don't want to leave a negative review and prove you saw the movie, take a picture, you eliminate those type of people. And so 
for them to be doing that and then to say AMC is going to jump on board, Regal and all these other places, it lets you know that all of them are tired of it. Mm. It just mm. takes away from the whole purpose of the system if people are able to comment on a movie and review a movie that they haven't, not, seen. haven't seen. Whether whether they're a troll or not, whether they're just writing <laughs> reviews to write reviews, your review is worthless if you haven't actually seen the film. So I think this whole system just makes sense. And I was obviously encouraged when I got to the point in the press release where they did say, in addition to Fandango, all these other ticket sales right. sellers are going to participate soon. So this does seem to be a major step in the right direction. And if companies like Rotten Tomatoes aren't going to make moves like these, then we're hopeless and we can't have fun, useful tools like these because the sad truth of the matter is all of these things and social media included needs a little bit of rules and regulations mm-hmm. in order to keep them useful. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes from obviously the sabotage that we saw from Captain Marvel. That's a big one. We also saw the opposite effect though with the Travolta movie with Gotti right I mean we saw a lot of positive oh, reviews. Oh wow I haven't thought about movie oh, no. cast in a little while. Oh there's there's <laughs> there's a lot in there but but I guess my only concern and my only devil's advocate if I if I can play that for a little bit is maybe smaller cinema chains all the ones you mentioned are, are major cinema chains but if I'm in middle America maybe I might not have those massive theaters this is me bl- mm-hmm. playing like Mm-hmm. You know, just no, it's a, that is talking a great, for the small people who might not have that opportunity to say, well, hey, I go to this weird rickety cinema. They're not verified on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or don't have a ticket mm-hmm. stub on Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever the verification process is going to be, it might not cover all the theaters. Well, now that you say that, I do wonder what they'll do for super small, limited release independent movies, too. And, and also, yeah. people have to, again, this is not just for, also, I, I was remiss to say this, excuse me, it's not just for audiences to go see. Again, it is about publicists promoting their projects using the Rotten Tomatoes meter. That is one of the main things. It has a cinema sc- it has an audience score, and it has a tomato score. And that's what a lot of these publicists use to promote their, their talent, the project, and more. And so when it comes to the smaller theaters, some are independently owned, but some are also part offshoots of the big chains. So we'll see how it plays out. Again, knowing they're starting with the bigger ones doesn't mean they're automatically excluding the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll evolve as it goes along. But, you know, just opening this up to the Internet beyond Rotten Tomatoes, what do you guys think is the next step? What do you think the next step in creating, I guess, healthy movie discourse and fandom again? Because there are a lot of things that folks could do out there. And it's just not that easy to actually put these ideas to into effect well uh you funny you asked me perry because huh. i've been a very vocal <laughs> person on twitter and about you know film twitter and all this stuff the next step perry is to to diversify film critics i've been saying this forever it is to allow people who usually don't have a platform or an audience who have a different perspective from a different generation from a different background to be allowed into bigger publications Mm -hmm. into your varieties into your hollywood reporters whatever the the film critic process is there is a vast majority of people who don't feel like they have a voice and the Mm -hmm. problem is it's because it's all the same demographic it's all male it's all white and it's all middle-aged and i feel like if you have the opportunity to diversify official film critics and make their voice be heard on a platform like a rotten tomatoes in the critic section not the audience section that gives you an opportunity to balance out the conversation of Mm -hmm. a movie because who determines what makes a movie good is one of the most important issues i feel in hollywood because that is something that 
like you just said, people go on Rotten Tomatoes to know about. So if I feel like I have a different background, verify me. Give me an opportunity. They're Give me a making platform. making moves, which is yes. great. And, uh, and hopefully, Rotten Tomatoes definitely does that Hopefully now. that's going to have a long-term effect on Rotten Tomatoes and the tomato meter soon because they have basically added a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. individuals that were not represented in the tomato meter before. And one of the things that I think really helps them with that endeavor is the idea of separating critics from their publication, because that was a major limiting factor. And also because many of these publications were very limited in their hiring. So it's like not only would Rotten Tomatoes not verify you as your own individual, but then the fact that you couldn't get a job at a certain publication that was then approved by Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> It basically just obliterated your chances until recent months when Rotten Tomatoes made a conscious effort to change all this. Yeah, they opened up the door and they hired so many. They went diver- They went very diverse when they allowed the opening of new Rotten Tomatoes approved critics. People who aren't on these major platforms as well, the smaller voices who are the ones that represent the underrepresented. You know, they represent the ones that people say, oh, no one hears how I feel about it. Well, these are now approved critics. So they've taken that step in diversifying that. When it comes to the bigger publications in themselves, that's a whole nother ball. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it makes it too much of an inner circle. Like an, like these 10, these 50, what, however many people decide what's a good movie. And that, to me, is something that's so limiting and unfair to a vast majority of American audience, international mm-hmm. audiences. But that is the best way way to kind of put a put a not a stop to to the trolls and a stop to all this negative reaction but but like a balancing out where you're getting different perspectives and you're getting different ideas i I think one of the best conversations people had on twitter last week was talking about star wars movies and how different generations have different perspectives and Mm -hmm. i feel like if you hear from those different generations you can have a balancing out of a fandom that can be very toxic online. Yeah, I mean, all all the changes that you hint at, they make so much sense. I'm glad to see they are starting to happen. Now the thing is, we kind of got to like <laughs> take it and run with it and keep it going yeah. and keep evolving because this is one great step. We need many more in Rotten Tomatoes and beyond in Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube comment section, because the one thing I will never stop doing is any opportunity. I know everyone says, oh, ignore the negativity, but any opportunity I can to not necessarily fight fire with fire, but fight fire with something a little positive that could kind of just change the discourse as we go along. I'm going to take it and do it because I want a healthy, fun, safe place to talk about the movies we love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a good opportunity going back to the story as a whole is is verifying that you've seen the movie is something that's the most obvious thing you can do. But it's also one of those things where so many times people go after certain movies because of some sort of political message they want to send that now it's like, no, 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 you can't do that. If you want to bash this movie, you have to see the movie. And again. It, I say again, it happened with Captain Marvel mm. because people were just like, oh, she has Brie Larson has an agenda, so I'm going to bomb the movie. You can't say this movie is horrible, it's trash. You haven't seen a screening or anything of it. Now you stop that. Mm. You put a well, you put a major halt to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to move on because we want to save time for a live chat question. But fingers crossed this evolution continues and benefits our community for the better. All right. Let's see what is doing in the live chat today. Let's take one question today, and it's going to be from Chris Robinson, who's asking, with the Nightingale trailer dropping and the Lighthouse premiere, who will have the best horror sophomore film this year? Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, or Jennifer Kent? Ooh. That's a... 
That's a oh, big, big question. You got me in the heart, it, Carrie. It's a tough question because I've seen The Nightingale and I've seen Us, obviously, and I yeah. love Us. It's one of my favorite movies of the year thus far. I can't say the same for The Nightingale, not because it's not a very, very well-directed film, but I will warn you that material is extremely tough to watch. Yes, but did you see the trailer for, was it Midsummer? Midsummer Mid- looks nuts. Uh, I'm sorry, Ari Aster, after making my favorite movie last year with Hereditary, he's he looks like he's going to destroy us once again with that trailer, which has a very different vibe, just just with the summer vibe, with the light vibe, almost making it like this weird culty brightness that has to it. But obviously, Us is my favorite movie of the year, Perry. So there, huh. there you go with that. Us, and then, I love Us. I think it was incredible. We also have Robert Eggers in the mix, who, of course, is the director behind The Witch. And now he's got The Lighthouse coming out. It's hard to say that I want to put my money on that one being the best of the bunch just because I know so little about it beyond what other people have said mm-hmm. at a can. And I need to make my own opinion. I have not seen those other trailers. I have seen Us. Us is one of the best movies of the year and being tethered to people. Yep. That just is terrifying. <laughs> but I just want to I, I want to start seeing this year. We've got a lot of horror. We're getting yeah. a lot more horror this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, let's do this. And there's a lot on the way. And June a lot is on the way. Especially big month yeah. for horror. And actually, Ma's coming out real soon. And I am excited to got, hear what everybody thinks about Octavia Spencer. Too, Child's Play, September. Ma, all these different ones and, and more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I had to pick Ari Aster, I, I think that guy is a genius, and I think everything I saw from that trailer for Midsummer is just—I'm I'm already scared. All right, so. so basically, we didn't answer your question as, at all. We just picked all of them. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Movie Talk. As always, I must thank my wonderful panelists, Jay, thank Ace. You. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to Dorian for his hard work. Adam in the booth, you rock. Guys, we are out of here for now, but you're going to get a brand new episode tomorrow. I am passing the reins over to John Roker for the day, so good luck to you all. It will really be a great show. That group is a lot of fun. Don't forget to tell everybody you know about movie talk and podcast form as well. Have a great Friday, and I will see you Monday. Yes, Monday Memorial Day for another episode of Collider Movie Talk. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.